This is Dr. Baligai here. Today's podcast is on cardio-oncology rehabilitation in cancer patients and survivors. This is from the scientific statement from the American Heart Association published in Circulation. Cardiovascular disease is a competing cause of mortality in patients with cancer with early-stage disease. This elevated cardiovascular risk is thought to derive from both the direct effects of cancer therapies and the accumulation of risk factors such as high blood pressure, weight gain, cigarette smoking, and loss of cardiorespiratory fitness. Effective and viable strategies are therefore needed to mitigate cardiovascular disease risk in this population. A multimodal model such as cardiac rehabilitation may be the potential solution. This statement from the American Heart Association provides an overview of the existing knowledge and the rational use of cardiac rehabilitation to provide structured exercise and ancillary services to cancer patients and survivors. This document introduces the concept of cardio-oncology rehabilitation, which includes identification of patients with cancer at high risk for cardiac dysfunction and a description of the cardiac rehabilitation infrastructure needed to address the unique exposures and complications related to cancer care. In this statement, the authors discuss the need for future research to fully implement a multimodal model of cardiac rehabilitation for patients with cancer and to determine whether reimbursement of these services is clinically warranted. uh, This outstanding document from the American Heart Association is is co-authored by 17 authors and the lead authors include Dr. Susan C. Gilchrist, MD, Dr. Anna Barak, MD, and a host of other eminent authors, including several members of the American College of Cardiology Women in Cardiology group. Kudos to this group for their outstanding document. The following are the key points to remember from this American Heart Association scientific statement on cardio-oncology rehabilitation to manage cardiovascular outcomes in cancer patients and survivors. Point number one, elevated cardiovascular disease risk in cancer patients and survivors is thought to be a direct result of both the direct effects of cancer therapies and the accumulation of risk factors such as high blood pressure, weight gain, cigarette smoking, and loss of cardiorespiratory fitness. Specifically, cancer survivors living at least five years beyond diagnosis have a 1.3 to 3.6 fold increased risk of cardiovascular specific mortality and to a 1.7 to 18.5 fold increase the incidence of risk factors such as high blood pressure, diabetes mellitus, and dyslipidemia compared with age-matched counterparts with no cancer history. Point number two, the direct and indirect adverse effects of anti-cancer therapy affect the entire cardiovascular skeletal muscle axis. For example, patients with breast cancer who are 40 to 50 years of age have a mean cardiorespiratory fitness that is 30 to 32% lower than that of age-matched, healthy, sedentary control subjects. Point number three, a limited but growing number of studies have investigated the feasibility and and the utility of cardiac rehabilitation 
to deliver exercise interventions to cancer patients and survivors. The, the authors of this scientific statement, therefore, have developed guidelines including indications and safety check for cardio-oncology rehabilitation, and they have named this with an acronym CORE, C-O-R-E. The American, point number four, the American Society of Clinical Oncology criteria for those considered at increased cardiovascular disease risk and should be considered for cardiac rehab include A, therapy with high-dose anthracycline, example doxorubicin, greater to 250 milligrams per square meter, uh, or epirubicin greater than 600 milligrams per square meter, or high-dose radiotherapy that's greater than or equal to 30 gray when the heart is in the treatment field, or lower-dose anthracycline in combination with lower-dose radiotherapy. B. Therapy with lower-dose anthracycline or trastuzumab alone plus the presence of two or more risk factors such as smoking, hypertension, diabetes mellitus, obesity, dyslipidemia, uh, old age uh, greater than, uh, equal to or greater than 60 years at cancer treatment, or compromised cardiac function including history of myocardial infarction, borderline or low left ventricle ejection fraction, moderate valvular disease, or therapy with lower dose anthracyclines followed by trastuzumab. Point number five, refer, referral for cardio-oncology rehabilitation by the treating provider such as the oncologist, the internist, or the cardiologist is not driven by a specific point in the cancer continuum, but rather by the patient's underlying risk of cardiac dysfunction based on the, the American Society of Clinical Oncology Clinical Practice Guidelines, Cardiac Symptoms, or Cardiovascular Disease History. Referral to the cardio-oncology rehabilitation flow can occur at the time of active therapy in the survivorship setting when prior exposures are reviewed or at any time after a cancer diagnosis in patients with existing cardiovascular disease or in patients with cancer who develop cardiac symptoms. Point number six, the cardio-oncology rehabilitation or core approach includes patient assessment, nutrition counseling, weight management, blood pressure management, lipid management, management of diabetes mellitus, tobacco cessation, psychosocial management, and counseling on physical activity and exercise training. Point number seven, the type and duration of therapy is highly individualized, as is the optimal time to begin a patient-specific rehabilitation program. Point number eight, the cardi the, the cardio-oncology patients can be uh, uh, referred or delivered for rehabilitation either at, at a center-based or a home-based exercise program. And this statement re recommends consideration of patient preference, safety, and efficacy. Point number nine, this scientific statement is the first step to pave way for reimbursement for patients with cancer within the cardiac rehabilitation mo model. Point number 10, research needs to move towards referral and reimbursement of cardiac rehabilitation among cancer patients and survivors includes A, developing and con conveying the evidence base for cardiac rehabilitation to patients, families, clinicians, 
health systems, payers, and employers. B. Demonstrating which patients are most likely to benefit and when possible showing improved economic outcomes, example downstream healthcare use and ability to return to work. C. Identifying the most effective, efficient and patient-centric delivery practices in various settings to quickly adopt what program components work. D. Testing the impact of cardiac rehabilitation on cardiac-specific outcomes in patients with cancer. Often these efforts to implement best practices highlight significant gaps in evidence, providing a great opportunity to engage health service researchers, particularly experts in the implementation of science and patient-reported outcomes. D. Creating automatic or opt-out referral systems and stratifying participation data by cancer type, stage, and cardiac risk level to help ensure participation by all who can benefit. And finally, F, defining and testing the effects of embedding a small set of metrics in quality reporting and performance programs, ideally in both fee-for-service models and value-based arrangements. The authors of this comprehensive scientific statement need to be congratulated on their pro proactive core approach to preventative cardio-oncology. The cardio-oncology communi community can now use this as a template to move forward with, with preventing cardiovascular disease and improving overall health in cancer patients and survivors. Once again, kudos to the American College of Cardiology, Women in Cardiology, co-authors on this outstanding document, which is going to be a game changer in cancer patients and cancer survivors.